Stop the presses. We have the best breaking news possible. We have found the most reliable, trustworthy, newsworthy, fake news site of all the sites, especially when it comes to all those fools in the political world. I'll show you who to trust. Let me explain. We just keep marching through this month and on to a full-fledged spring, hoping for better tomorrows. We already know who the fools will be this April, so let's just dive right into the funny, silly, and downright embarrassing reality that is living in the United States with the current state of affairs, mostly because of this guy. So today, I applaud China for stepping up, excuse me, I applaud Canada. <laughs> I'm, you can tell what I'm thinking about China. I won't get into that yet. As always, no one knows what you are thinking, least of all you, Joe. And that is precisely why when the tragedy of senseless murder at a Nashville Christian school rocked the rest of us on Monday, Joe Biden was busy making jokes, which aren't funny and are actually the only thing he can focus his attention upon, always and forever. My name is Joe Biden. <laughs> I'm Dr. Joe Biden's husband. And I ate Jenny's ice cream, chocolate chip. I came down because I heard there was chocolate chip ice cream. By the way, I have a whole refrigerator full upstairs. I think I'm kidding. I'm not. God. Yeah. That's the question of, of the day. That video clip. Just let me know your thoughts in the comments. And share this video so more thoughts can be had. My two cents... The truth is, I don't blame Joe for this account of boilerplate humor. He himself has mental illness and doesn't know what's going on. I blame his handlers for not reminding him what happened before he walked out there to talk to the crowd for the SBA Women's Business Summit. And more importantly, tell him not to be this moronic. The tragedy was first reported at 10.13 a.m. Eastern Time, and it was reported at 2.01 p.m. Eastern Time, just about four hours later that a White House official claimed that Biden was briefed about the shooting. So why, oh why, would anyone with common decency, much less the President of the United States, just 42 minutes after, for sure knowing what had happened, did he begin a public appearance with such dribble about his ice cream habits? You can't make this up. You really can't. And yet that is the job of the writers over at Babylon B. They do make things up. And it appears that the Biden administration and other politicians use it as a manual rather than warning of what appears could happen. Because they and those on the left must say, hold my beer after reading the headlines. Or rather, they say, hold my venti half-calf double shot soy latte with extra whip. And that drink will be made by a fellow lefty who just can't take it anymore. I almost walked out today, and I'm crying in the back room right now, and I almost cried on the floor. It's just, I, like, I get, I'm like a full-time student. I get scheduled for 25 hours a week, and then on weekends, they schedule me the entire day, open to close. I'm on the schedule for eight and a half hours, both Saturday and Sunday. I'm, like, three and a half hours into my shift. There's so many customers, and we have four people on the floor all day. <laughs> Now, that clip may be something that a Babylon Bee writer would have come up with to be considered satire. And Babylon Bee writers have come up with some good ones. Starbucks begins promotion offering free coffee if you correctly guess your barista's gender. Well, that's kind of like the last one. 
10 ways to spot the closeted conservative working at Starbucks, and an affirmative action program, Starbucks forced to hire one straight male barista. Now, you tell me which one was satire in all of this and which is our reality. Because, yeah. And that's why CEO Seth Dillon recently said that nearly 100 Babylon Bee joke stories have actually come true. The problem isn't that our satire is too close to reality, it's that reality is too close to satire, so our jokes keep coming true. So we have a spreadsheet of nearly 100 jokes now that we've tracked that I think we're up to like 92 right now, of jokes that we've made that later came true. Um, they were fulfilled like prophecies instead of punchlines. I'll add another P word. The Babylon Bee writers are prognosticators. Not like they're mediums. They aren't Patricia Arquette or anything. I just had a bad dream. Anything important? Just the end of the world. Yeah, every day it does almost feel like the end of the world, and that's the importance to the Babylon Bee and its levity. But they are making up headlines that are basically coming true, and at an alarming rate. We made a joke about how uh, Kamala Harris was taking likability lessons from Hillary Clinton, which is just insane and silly. Who would take likability lessons from Hillary Clinton? But then a month later, there's a real story that her staff reached out to Hillary's staff to make her more likable. Um, there's a million examples like that. We even did one about Trump, about how Trump had claimed to have done more for Christianity than Jesus himself. And that one went crazy viral. Um, it got fact-checked and rated false, and then two years later, he actually said it. He said he's done more for Christianity than anyone else in history. In fact, he's done more for religion than anyone else in history. Just as a fact-check on this video, I am in no way sponsored by Babylon Bee. But hey, Seth or Kyle Mann, uh, get in touch with my people. And by people, uh, that means me. Just give me a, a buzz, like a bee. All right, moving on, but not really. The reason we need Babylon Bee and why I argue they are the most credible of all news sources out there is because they actually say they are satire and then their stories become true. Meanwhile, we have news sources out there putting out dribble and a lot of it is basically false narration and it's guised as truth. Look at this headline from CNN. What's digital blackface? And why is it wrong when white people use it? Great question. Let me tell you, this so-called digital blackface, according to writer John Blake, is when Whitey uses a gif or gif of a black person to send to another person to show emotion of some sort. To John, you are being racist by doing so. To which I respond. Ain't nobody got time for that. John would say I was being racist for using that clip of Sweet Brown. In fact, he did just as much. That is actually the first example he gives in his article. And the official definition given for said digital blackface is being a practice where white people co-opt online expressions of black imagery, slang, catchphrases, or culture to convey comic relief or express emotions. And that article is garbage. Hot garbage. Because if we are going to go ahead and say that humor must be done based on the amount of melanin in your skin, then no comedy is left. Or I guess only comedy is left. But no good comedy remains. And the hilarious satire that is put out by the Babylon Bee on this very topic would not be allowed to be made. 
California passes $5 million in reparations for black people on whose gifts shifts have ever been used by a white person. And then there's this one. Man who shared Trump mean accused of digital orange face. Now that's funny. Unfortunately, we live in a society where some people simply don't want to laugh and burn calories. They just want to be victims and glorify obesity or body positivity as the scam goes. Those same people are fools and not just in the month of April. All right, my friends, it is time to think spring and plain old just think. While you're thinking, do some laughing too because it's good for your health. Remember to keep giving those Fs, faith, family, and friends. Then go get some merch over at freedomproject.com store. Until next time, stay healthy, America.